Welcome to Ottawa Valley Community Church, where we simply want to help you encounter Jesus, be transformed, and share His love. Pastor Ivan, Aaron, and Ivan. It's, so I am from Newfoundland as well which is probably why I'm up here, because he trusts me. He knows another newfie. Another newfie won't let him down. My name is Darren Brocklehurst, and I've been coming to OVC for about a year now. I think it was almost exactly a year ago now that I started coming. But my journey starts way before OVC. And what I'd like to do is actually tell you a little bit about my journey. And as you're watching my journey, I don't want you to see me. Okay, so I am the co-star. And God is by far the headline star of this story. But he's not as obvious as I am because right now I'm flesh and blood. And all of your senses say that I'm true and that I'm here and that I'm speaking to you. You can see me. You can hear me. You can please tell me you can't smell. But you, you understand. You can use your senses and you can see me. So I am a part of the pattern of this world. And it's compelling. It really is compelling. My wife, Sherry, is on the journey with me. She's working today. She's asked for Sundays off. And and they've given her a bunch of Sundays, which is nice, but not today. So she'll get to watch it online with the rest of the people online today, which is fantastic. But it means that she's not actually watching me today, which is actually better for me. As part of our journey, we like to stand up standing stones. And the Israelites, when they were traveling, they would, when they were wandering in the desert, they would stand up stones at significant points in their story. And the children, they would say, Dad, why is that stone standing? Because it's too big to accidentally stand up on its own. The wind did not do that. And then they would tell the story of how God was good at this time and why they stood the story up. So I have... 27 stories for you. We should be done by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, My story is long. My story is involved. And I invite any of you to to corner me at a barbecue in the future. And I'll tell you more of the story. But I do want to highlight how I got to Ottawa and why I'm a part of OVC and how it's not really my story. So Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 go along the lines of, do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you'll be able to see God at work. I didn't know we had those up there. That's kind of fun. Uh, And that's why I started my story with, I am the pattern of this world. I, I am what you can see. I am what you can feel. And it is really compelling, but I'm here to tell you that there's a lot more to the story. And when you look behind the curtain, when you see how the miracles, I was going to say magic, it's not magic, the miracles are done, you can give God glory. And my story is filled with God's glory and his blessings, which is fantastic. We were living downtown Toronto a couple of years ago, six years ago now, and I think that every chapter of my story has had a purpose, and every chapter of my story has had a very distinct start and end, and I was telling, mm, was it you, Andrew? I can't remember. I was telling someone about recklessly pursuing God's will, 
And it's fantastic if you know who's in charge, but there are people in my world that don't, and they see the pattern of this world, and that's all that they see, and all that they see is reckless. And they don't see the pursuing God's will. And without, without seeing both sides of the story, it does seem reckless. And I'm here to tell you that recklessly pursuing God's will is the best thing that you can do. Bringing glory to him, following him, doing, doing what he calls you to do. It won't make sense to the world if you have family or you have friends or people in your world that don't see the other side. They're going to say to you, Jeff, what you're doing is not logical. It doesn't make sense. Right? Exactly, because they, they conform to the pattern of this world. They haven't been transformed. They don't know that God's will is good and perfect and pleasing. But we do. So we... Uh, this may be a little bit of heresy. In the Old Testament, when the prophets were looking for God's will, they would put a fleece out overnight. Yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> I have the microphone now and I can run faster than he can. So in the Old Testament, the prophets would put out fleeces. And if the fleece was wet, it meant this. And if the fleece was dry the next morning, it meant this. And, and I mean, if, if you conform to the pattern of this world, I'm fairly intelligent, educated. You know, I grew up in North America. Thank you, God. And uh, I've, I've been trained in logic, which is fantastic. But wow, I'm so dumb. Oh, my goodness. The decisions that I make on my own are terrible. But when I listen to God's will, it's fantastic. And so we put out fleeces, and the fleeces have always been a part of our world. So I went back to school and upgraded my education a couple of years ago. And we were praying, my wife and I were praying, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm childish. I, I really am in my decision making. And I mean, I'll pursue what's good and shiny and, and nice and, and the pattern of this world, but that's not what I want, right? I don't want the shiny pattern of this world. I want God's will. And so we, we prayed earnestly that doors would be shut and, do, and doors would be open. And I finished my education and, and, you know, I got good grades and I was well positioned. I've got a good pedigree. And I applied for a couple of jobs that I was well qualified for and got turned down. I went, oh, well, that's interesting. And then I applied for a few more jobs and got turned down. I went, oh, what's going on here? And then I applied for a couple of jobs that were a little more basic than I'm trained for, but I'll get in and then I'll get promoted. <clears throat> got turned down. And so, exactly, right? You, you, you can see where this story is going. So I'm saying, God, what's going on, right? So he says, widen your net. So I started applying elsewhere, and I applied in British Columbia, and I got a job with a para-government organization, but it was literally the only open door, and we didn't want to move to BC. We were comfortable here, right? We, we, we were enjoying the pattern of this world. And we went to BC, and I think that that chapter was to uh, walk alongside a gentleman who beat stage four cancer, like he was in stage four, and he, he just needed a brother to walk beside him. And so I prayed over Brian you know, faithfully, and I, I, I didn't do any work, right? I just did what God called me to do. He did all the work, and uh, Brian is in remission right now, which is fantastic. And, right? The, there's a story in Mark, early in the Mark. Maybe we can bring that one up. I think that I've got that one too, if you've got them all. 
All right, so, I mean, there you go. You can check my work. But basically what happened was the disciples and Jesus were going across the Sea of Galilee and there were boats around. And Jesus went into the back of the boat and the disciples were sailing and the winds came up and the storm blew. And, and the, you know, the disciples thought, honestly thought that they were going to die. Like they, they thought this is the end. And Jesus is sleeping in the back of the boat. The storms are blowing everything the pattern of this world told him that he should be doing something or told the disciples they should be doing something. The pattern of this world told the disciples they were going to die. And they said to Jesus, don't you care? The pattern of this world is threatening our lives. Do something. And so Jesus got up and he did something. He told the winds to stop and they did. And then he said to his disciples something that he said to me um, a couple of times, where's your faith? I, right? I told you we were going to cross the sea, and, and we're going to cross the sea, and where's your faith? But the pattern of this world was so compelling to me and to the disciples at the time that they said, what's going on? Like, why are you, like, what's, why are you sleeping? How can you sleep in a, pat in a time like this when we're going to die? And so we were in BC, and we were conforming to the pattern of this world. I mean, we were following God's will, but we, we were homesick. And my dad had a cardiac event during COVID. And um, I hope that you never have a cardiac event in your, in your family ever. But we tried to get home and we couldn't because of COVID. And so we didn't know what, what was going to happen, right? Dad had a cardiac event. That's all we knew. And three days later, he got a pacemaker and he's fine. So the story had a happy ending. But at day one, um, you know, you, you panic a little bit. And the pattern of this world was really compelling. So we started to pray for God to release us. And, uh, you know, we said, wake up, wake up, wake up. We're going to die. And uh, so we were, we were, we built, we built a little COVID oasis for ourselves uh, during the pandemic. And we were sitting in our little oasis, and it had flowers everywhere, and you know, soft lighting, fairy lights, and all that sort of thing. And it was a really pleasant place to be. And we were just praying together, and we prayed to be released. And this was Thursday, th just a random Thursday. And then on Monday, uh, they gave me a severance package. And so God said, okay, fine, I'll calm the storm, I'll stop the waves, I'll stop the wind. But where is your faith? So at this point, we had bought a motorhome, a 31-foot Class A motorhome. Uh, all right, hands up if you've ever driven a Class A motorhome. Okay, so this is a really fun story to tell, all right? So I want you to, I want you to imagine, close your eyes if it helps. I want you to imagine you're sitting at a steering wheel and the steering wheel is big. I mean, it's a, it's a big steering wheel. And, and I want you to look to your right and over there somewhere is your partner, your, your navigator. And then look over your shoulder and you've got your entire apartment behind you. You've got a kitchen and a living room and a bedroom and a bathroom. And now put it on wheels and start to drive it across Canada, which is exactly what we did. So we took a 31-foot Class A motorhome. I'd driven it for exactly 22 minutes before this story. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, so you see where this story is going, right? And so we, uh, we pray for protection on the road. And I'm really glad we did because we needed it. And so I'm driving my... I'm driving my uh, my entire apartment behind us and uh, we get to the prairies and it's so flat. I put the cruise on, I got up and I made myself a coffee and came back and I, I didn't miss anything. I was gone for five minutes. Didn't miss anything at all. And we end up here. We're, we're, driving, we're driving towards Ontario and we honestly don't have a job to look for. Like we, there was, there was, we, we got ejected from that chapter hard and had no 
first page for the next chapter. So, I mean, we're driving and we're putting our fleeces out and we're going, well, I mean, there's, there's two logical places. We have family in Sarnia, um, not that far from Windsor, and we have family in Carlton Place. And we'd rather be in Carlton Place, but, you know, Sarnia is an option too. So we're, we're praying for a fleece and we said, okay, if, if it's supposed to be Sarnia, which was our, our second choice, but it was more logical from the pattern of this world, then let there be a strong job offer before we arrive. And otherwise we're going to Carlton Place. Well, you know how this story ends. But at the time, there was a really strong job offer from my brother, and he was working for a huge corporation, and, and he had a spot for me, and, and he'd already worked it out with his boss, and, and the pay was good, and, and it was exactly what I do. And so I thought, well, okay, well, our fleece is wet, so I guess we're going to Sarnia. And as we're driving across Canada, I, I, you know, I text my brother and say, when, when's the interview? Radio silence, nothing came back. So I sent one more text saying, hey, are you getting my texts? And he said, oh yeah, I'm getting my text, your texts. And we never talked about the, the job offer again. I don't know what happened in his world, but God intervened in my story and said, nope. And that job went away. So here we are in Carlton Place. And okay, round of applause. Yay, right? So I'm speaking to you today because our fleece was dry, not wet, which is good news. So this was almost exactly a year ago, and I'm almost on my story, so you, we, can, we can start wrapping up now, but this was almost exactly a year ago, and when I came here, I wanted the job, not a job, right? I could get a job tomorrow, but I didn't want a job, I wanted the job, and so the one that I can finish my career out, I'm, I'm a dozen years out from retirement, and I would like to, you know, do something meaningful, and so I was looking for the job, and it was, it was a lot of work, and it was, yeah, it was, it was a big deal, and my wife agreed to support the family for the time that I was looking for work, and we bought a house in Almont, it's a cute little tiny little house and, and it was, I mean, according to the pattern of this world, it was undesirable. Like you, you, you'd step on this floorboard and the bed would move across the room. Oh yeah, you've seen those houses, right. So we, we bought the house, we renovated the house. And while I was looking for a job, I put in, I would think oh, $25,000 in labor, renovating the floorboards so that when you stepped here, nothing moved. So now, now it feels like granite, kind of wobbly granite, but it feels like granite. And yeah, okay, so you know the house I'm in, right? And I, I, asked, I asked the church body to pray. So some of you, let's say a quarter or half of you, were praying for me. And I got an interview with Amazon Web Services. And I don't know any techies in the building at Amazon Web Services. Perfect, okay. One of the hardest employers in the world to get a job in. The, the interview process is absolutely grueling. And if you make it through the interview process, then they know that you're quality because you didn't give up and, and you, know, the, you passed every single one of them. I had nine interviews over the course of about 20 hours of interviewing. And any one of those people could have said no. And if any one of them said no, I wouldn't have the job. So I had all of my brothers and sisters at the time praying for me. I, I know some of you are new to my world, so you know, thank you for being here, but um, maybe you don't identify with this part of the story quite as much. And like I said, it was grueling and 20 hours of interviewing and preparation and all this sort of thing. The wind, the wind was blowing, the, um, the storm was going on all around me and Philippians 4, 6, and 7 came back to me, right? And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, present your requests to God 
And the peace of God that transcends understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. So I know that my church family was praying for peace. And I was in, in the middle of the interviews. They, they have the loop at the end. And it's four, four consecutive interviews over two days, each of them starting at 7 a.m. and wrapping up 7 p.m. Okay. And I was in the middle of the storm. My ship was rocking. I had all my notes. I was super prepared, but I was so nervous. And I know that you were praying for peace for me because on day one of the loop, between the first and second interviews, I had 45 minutes to prepare my notes and to get ready and to prepare my mind. And I just sat down for five minutes in the back of the boat and I just put my head down for a couple of seconds and I fell asleep. So the storm was blowing all around me. It was, it, I was going to die, right? If you believe the pattern of this world, I was not going to get the interview. I should have been rowing like crazy. I should have been bailing like crazy. But you were praying for peace. You were praying for peace. You were praying for peace for me. And God listened. And the pattern of this world doesn't apply anymore. It doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply to you. It does not apply. It's renewing of your mind, seeing who's in charge, who's in control is what's going on. So I've been in my job now for four weeks, and uh, my boss says, oh, yeah, thank you, all right, praise God, all right, it's, it's all him, right? It is, it is all his story, I'm just the co-star, and I'm just here to say that he is good all the time. Right, right, and that's, that's my whole story, right? It's don't believe the pattern of this world, pray for peace, and when you're in the storm, you know who's in control. You know who can say to the wind, be still, and he loves you. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of Ottawa Valley Community Church, visit ovchurch.ca.